Welcome. Welcome back after a year. Yeah, there's been other podcasts on this feed. I'm, Where are you really from? Yeah. Not well, this one. No. This is Matt Kona. I'm with Yael Gavish. This is Yael and Matt recap October. Halloween. Hashtag Podtober. So if you didn't listen to 32 episodes that we did uh, 12 months ago, then uh, this is how it works. We're going to watch a movie. We read 33. Okay. We had well, Gone Girl in the beginning, and then we had Halloween, the new one. It wasn't Gone Girl. Gone oh, Girl. No, Gone Girl is a different movie. Yeah. Anyway, oh. wait, yeah. So we watched a movie called Gone that had a girl in it, but it's not related to Gone Girl. So we watch a movie, and we have made some changes this year. We're not just going to talk for the length of the movie about what happened in the movie. Very professional. Uh, yes. So we're going to watch a movie. Get on here. We we do a little pre-production. Yeah, you know, made some worksheets up. If you're listening, so you can also find the video of us talking on YouTube. Yeah. The elementary cup stuff. Yeah. Uh, whatever. We'll post a at Yelmat recap on other social media platforms with easier We're everywhere. Easier to find links. So there's uh we watch a movie, we talk about it, we uh have some predictions for it, we make those before the show, we talk about if they come true or not. And uh, here we go. Let's let's just kick it off. This is this our... is not part of the the thirty movies that we're gonna watch. This is just a promo for us to practice and get used to what we're doing for every day for a month. Um, uh, promo isn't really the right word, but yeah. bonus episode. It's a bonus episode. This is a preview, uh, yes, a freebie. And also, it's a movie that Matt watched already. I watched the beginning for sure. It's a movie called Friday the Thirteenth from nineteen eighty. Directed by Sean S. Cunningham, also produced by him. And the writer was Victor Miller, who gets his name on all of the future movies because it says based on characters by Victor Miller. Uh, we watched this off a DVD that I got while shopping for seltzer yesterday at Walmart. Very impulse buy. Four movies for like 10 bucks. Why not? So we will. I haven't also, watched this in a long time. He's wearing a shirt of the camp. It says Camp Crystal Lake. It's a f- fan-made shirt. Oh, I just realized it said 1935. Yeah, 1935 is the year that the camp began in the lore of the movie. Ooh, okay. And uh, there's an incident that happens a few years after they've been opened in 1958. That's where the movie begins. Uh, so we watched this. I wanted to watch... Friday the 13th part 3 I didn't really think it mattered what movie we what part we watch but uh well we you know what this is the beginning of a new year so why not go to the beginning of a sh- of a the series so What? I wanted to watch Friday the 13th part 3 you okay. wanted to watch this you get what you want so that's what happens <laughs> We're married so I pick 
Yeah. So I've seen this movie a long time ago on VHS. So there's certainly tons of details that I didn't recall or didn't really pick up on. I wasn't watching it with an analytical mind back then. I mean, the notes that I took were not that vast. I'm holding up not even a whole piece of paper. We took way too many notes last time. Uh, I am more organized, if you can see. Yeah. I'm a girl. Uh, yeah, I wrote in my folder. I ripped up pieces of paper. I, uh, doesn't, I take it less seriously. I'm not going to frame this note card. But hey, maybe if you want to leave a review, I'll send you a framed note from this first episode. Won't that be exciting? All right, so we've introduced the podcast. We've introduced each other. Yale is doing her show. Yes, she's from the nation of Israel, which is located on occupied Palestinian land. (laughs) What? And uh, no politics here. Happiness, jokes, just real estate, peace. She's doing a one-man sh- one-man show. She's doing a one-woman show called <laughs> one Israeli Women Without Boobs. One-person show. Let's keep it gender-free. Called Israeli Wonder. It might be coming to your town if you want to bring it to her yeah. town. Let her know. Her Twitter has an underscore. Get out of Boston. Yeah. So um, we introduced the movie. We talked about why you pick it. You get what you want. <laughs> it was made in 1989. Sean S. Cunningham produced and directed it well my personal history with the the movie do you have any i mean you said you saw the beginning of it what happened you got too scared you shut it off no 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 not a chance maybe i was too bored and i turned i don't know like seriously too bored i don't know maybe it stopped i had to run just somewhere i started to watch it for sure for sure i mean it's but then probably again like maybe something happened wow it could be a real tragic memory you're suppressing I don't know, maybe like what do you think could have happened? Like, probably like a serial killer started to murder a lot of people around me and it was busy to just like run away. Oh, okay. Maybe something like that, like the classic ones. My classic excuses. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think I saw this movie. I think I definitely saw the Friday the 13th movies out of sequence. I don't even think I've seen them all. I, they would be on TV in the afternoon in USA, drastically edited down. I had a friend that I would go, uh, my parents would go every summer to York Beach, Maine. There, there's a little trailer community that they had a place at. And a kid across the street who was from Rhode Island, his name was Richie. He was real into horror movies. Beep. And that's how I found out about most of uh, most horror movies I found out by having the plot explained to me secondhand. And it, it was a lot, you know. I didn't know if I if I really wanted to go and see these movies, but eventually, Ooh. as I got older, I uh, I got to it. But also, my first skateboard had a classic Jason Voorhees face mask of the hockey. Oh my god, you're so cool! Uh, I don't it know. Is, it is a cool fact that I didn't know about. I mean, it's an iconic logo, but of uh, you know, I, I this movie should be viewed by those listening to it already. It's a pretty. Uh, it was a huge successful movie but yeah we talked I, about it earlier in israel i don't think like i i know like big successful movies in israel but i don't remember that i heard in like a lot about friday the 13th and i think that because we don't have camps like summer camps like that like on a lake we don't have lakes we have one lake a galilee 
There are too many tourists going to see where Jesus It's a lake, but it has the word sea in it? Yeah, the Galilee Sea is a lake. Okay. It's really small. Um, yeah, but we don't have enough lakes to like do actual camps like that. So I guess that it's not something that like, was even part of like, oh, that's so scary, but... But here it, it is like a thing, all those camps. Like I traveled a lot and every time I travel in the summer, I see all those camps and I'm so jealous. It looks so fun. Uh, yeah, I never had an overnight camp. I stayed, I went to a day camp one year that had an overnight option for one day at the end and I didn't want to do it. I was pressured into doing it. There was no place for us to sleep. It was rainy. It leaked. I didn't have a good time. Camp was f- fine. Day camp, take the bus up there. Like I've been to a camp that that you stay like and sleep there, but it wasn't like a regular everybody goes to do that because it's something like I did it for like becoming um, a guide or something like that for like young kids for other kids in the school. You became a guide for young kids. Yeah, through the school. So kind Where did you guide them? What do you mean? Like nature, so. They take you outside, teach you about nature, and then you can be in charge of kids or something in school. <laughs> okay. It, was, it wasn't a big deal, but it was a really fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Teach them but to walk But we still, we didn't have like cabins, we stayed in tents. You slept outside with these kids? No, that was the camp. So the camp wasn't with the kids. The camp was to learn about Israel and about the trails and about nature. What is the number one thing that you learned about Israel and the camps in nature? I remember it was like teenager time with a lot of kids, horny kids, falling in love, two weeks, just two weeks, it was very long. You slept in a tent for two weeks? Yeah, like one week and then we had a weekend at home and then went back. But no, I'm just kidding, it was really interesting, like we did a lot of trails and we've met a lot of friends, I think that was my biggest thing. Well, if you're one of Yale's friends that you met in the... Mashatim, Mashatim, Yes, thanks for listening. 2004. Oh, okay. Before I became a comedian, a year before. All right. Well, the movie, obviously, there's people getting killed. So we took a, we took a guess about what the body count would be and what time the first person would be killed in. And we'll be keeping a tally of this throughout the month and the person who gets the lesser amount of correct answers will have to do something embarrassing that maybe you can help us suggest so uh, right now we'll just nothing is going crazy because i guess that the body count would be seven I i said six yeah and in fact it is Nine or ten? I, I I think that it was nine. The internet says ten, but um, just just get right into it. I mean, there was two counselors who died in the fifties, very early in the movie. Then a girl who was on her way to camp that didn't make it. She gets picked up by a hitchhiker, and then uh, a couple dies right away. The one guy, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, okay. and After Lady Kevin his, Bacon. His yeah, this is Very one of exciting. Kevin Bacon's early movies. It might be his first movie. I think it might be his first movie. And um, I thought that he's older than that. 
What do you mean? Like he was young in 70. I thought it was like in his 50s. Hold on, it might be. Uh, oh my God. People... I don't know. He, he was probably 18 in 1980. So you're trying to do different math than me. I'm trying to oh, count no, the no, kill count. Is okay, and, sorry. And then uh, there were three more counselors, but only... Two of them died, so that's seven. And then you had the owner of the camp, eight. And then Jason's mom, nine. Nobody else died. Who's Ned? I, I don't see what these movies with all white teenagers that are basically the same person. I don't really pay attention to what their names are. Uh, maybe I could have, maybe I'll take better notes in the future, but... Again, for this first one, I was trying not to keep as uh, detailed notes as I did last year. I was way off in when I predicted the first kill to be. I said 20 minutes. It happened four minutes in. No, there are 10, 10 deaths. There's Barry and Claudette, the beginning. And then Annie, the hitchhiker. And then Ned is the guy on the bed, on the upstairs. Yeah. On the top bed. Yeah, top bunk. <laughs> Jack and Marcy. Mm. And then Steve, the... Yeah, the, the owner. Guy. Steve is the owner? Yeah. He's okay. the guy that's fixing it, fixing it up. Okay, that's seven. And then Bill, the guy with the yeah. arrows. Aaron is dick. Yes. And then Brenda. Okay. Oh, Brenda? and then the tenth is... Jason's mom. Yeah, and then Brenda, and then Jason's mom. All right. Okay, yeah. so I forgot about one of them. We're not doing math. So. All right, so thanks to the internet. Ten, ten dead, double digits. Uh, my answer is still the closest. Seven. <laughs> I uh, said that it's happening in the first ten minutes of the movie. Uh, yeah, so it did. So. It happened four minutes in. Uh, then this part... It Kevin Bacon is 61. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. He's starring in a movie that's on, sh or no, a TV show that's on Showtime that I saw some of that is set in Boston. It's not that good. It's called A City on a Hill, and uh, eh, it's not that good. But uh, nudity and sex, yes, we talked about it. You see Kevin Bacon's butt. You see a boob. Something <laughs> for everyone. So we both got that, even though I knew that, because... As a kid watching any movie, uh, as a young male heterosexual, I had a database of movies with nudity in them because sometimes that was the driving force to why to rent a movie from the video store. Yeah, I think that it's it's actually like uh, those hoax for of the German people that they used to tell people they used to tell the kids like stories about uh, Hansel and Gretel and the the red. How do you call that? Little Red Riding Hood. Yes, this girl. Cautionary tale. Because it's basically horror stories for children that the Germans used to tell the their kids to make them feel very scared and don't go to the woods or don't talk to strangers. So they basically told them, like, if you will do that, you will be eaten by uh, a wolf. And basically, the, the ends of the stories that came up now are not, not... Now it's okay, but when, like, in the German history, it was really bad ending so no no happy ending 
Hansel and Gretel didn't come back home. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking that maybe they did all the, the nudity and, and sex things in those movies because it was very trendy in the 70s, 80s, 90s, like all the Jamie Lee Curtis movies to show some nudity and sex. And then Scream said it the best that if you had sex, you're going to die, basically. And probably yeah. that, that's, that's the message. If you're going to have sex, you're going to die. You don't have sex, kids. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this is a... By the time Scream came out in, I want to say, 95, 96, the, there were many horror movie tropes. But this is uh, pretty early on. I mean, this was a, an independent film. It got big distribution later on. But the... Uh, the I mean, there was definitely derivative stuff, and we'll talk about that in a, in a segment coming up movies that it reminded us of uh but just to recap it i mean we we did talk about the deaths and but uh it starts in the 50s two people die mysterious means all these years later a girl's on her way to start working at this camp i guess it's the first time they've reopened since since the murders but everyone in the town they remember they 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 call it camp blood they try to warn her not to go to quit of course, she doesn't. She uh, gets killed. <laughs> the townspeople get proven you know, right. You know the funniest thing they wrote when that happened? Before she got killed. <laughs> I wrote, I say one survivor, the girl from the beginning, Annie. That's when I asked her, what's her name, Annie? And then a moment after that, she died. Yeah. So I just wrote on the side, nope, lol. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Because I just finished writing that, like writing that, and then she died, and I was like, "Nah." Well, you know what? That's kind of something that um, that Scream did in all of their movies. Like they started with an actress. I mean, obviously, it's a movie, so they're all actresses or actress, but a person that was sort of famous. You know, like Scream's their yeah. biggest star was Drew Barrymore. And I don't think any of these people were stars back then. This is a no-budget independent movie. Yeah. But someone that you you first introduced to, you meet, you spend a lot of time with, you kind of attach yourself to as perhaps the main character, and they just take it away from you. Yeah, that's and true. So It's incredible. I've so, never thought about that. In that but yeah, I like yeah that. I mean, and there was things like, I mean, when I wrote down, and we can kind of skip ahead because, I mean, recapping the movie I don't want to say it's redundant, but it takes place on Friday the 13th over a 24-hour time span, and you don't really know what's going on in the movie until it's kind of explained to you at the end. You know that someone died. They mention it kind of as an aside. that Someone died. They drowned a boy, drowned the year before the two people were killed. I didn't know that so many bad things happened in New Jersey. (laughs) I thought it was just a bad town, bad state. It's not. It's a lot of Jewish. Oh yeah. And Jason. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this kid drowned in 1957. Two kids died two years later, and then presumably the camp has been shut down since then. And now it's it's back up in present day, 1980. Although it doesn't, it just says present day on the screen. And then it just basically takes you throughout the day. No, 2019. And uh, these. Teenagers, these camp counselors that are trying to set this camp up, they have two weeks to, before they open their doors, and it's uh, they're being stalked by someone you don't see. 
and you just see through their eyes as they're gradually hunted down and killed until there's only one left. And then at the end, she's basically so freaking out. So I have to out. say that I knew a lot of things about the movie and somehow I forgot most of them. So I re- the movie Scream I watched, I think it's one of the movies that I watched way too many times than the average person. Like I'm talking about like at least 30 times because I had it on a DVD and I didn't have cable. So I had to watch every movie that I liked over and over again. And I knew that by heart. And I remember that it says the 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 killer in the beginning with Drew Barrymore. He, let's play a game, and he asked her that question in the movie Friday the Thirteenth. Who was the killer? And she says Jason. Jason. It was Jason. And then I was like, nope. And then he said like Jason's mom. So I knew that, but I forgot about it. And I was so upset, like when because when she showed up, I was like, ah, right. Mm. Which is incredible. I love it so much. Yeah, so it culminates with uh, all the camp counselors getting killed except for one, and she's freaking out. She's at the end of her rope. I mean, one particular line that I wrote down is after her friend gets thrown in, her corpse gets thrown in through the window, she just says to herself, "Uh, what am I going to do now? And the answer is, slowly reacts to everything <laughs> and and she's just you know like yeah she was she could have got picked she could have got picked off if the person that threw her in could have usually climbed in but this guy i mean we don't see him or her all we know is that they're they're picking these people off so that the killer is in no rush um almost like they get off on punishing them before they die i mean it's all built up to this one camp counselor and then she runs out, she sees headlights come up, and it's a Jeep. Now, we saw this Jeep earlier, because so, this is the Jeep that I picked up Can I say something the... about that thing? Because I felt like through the entire movie, they tried to make us think that somebody else is the murderer. And beside the, the camp, is it the counselor? Like, the manager? He's the boss. Yeah. The guy with the Jeep. Uh, he so... also had a Jeep. It's a different kind of Jeep. but It's the same color, though. Yeah, but this one, one is, whatever, it had open air, one had windows. No, they both was like that, but it was rainy, so it was shut off. Okay. Uh, but, so I felt like they tried to make us think that he's the killer, and I forgot his name, I think it was Ned? No, the guy that lasts till the end, the, the last man, the guy that died, with the arrows in his dick. Bill. <laughs> Bill. So, I don't know if you realize it, but many times they try to put like make us think that he's the killer like there was one time they showed up like out of nowhere in the beginning after like somebody got killed yeah i mean that's the which is uh, obviously they you know you see through the killer's eyes at some point so whoever's being viewed that's not <laughs> who it could be but yeah i didn't i didn't yeah i mean there's there's cool different devices used to uh, tell the story but it, it ends up, she runs outside. There's one lady, one female counselor left. And uh, Jason's Mrs. Voorhees, friendly old lady, comes up. And you think that she's going to help her. And it's it's a while until she shows her hands. Then she starts getting worked up, telling the story. And then it kind of reveals that to the audience that, 
like her, it was her son that died and 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 uh it's the camp counselor should have looked and now they can't open it back up and so she starts trying to kill this girl and they uh have a series of sky scuffles and fights including one really they do a little bit of jujitsu on the beach uh sloppy very sloppy but yeah also sloppy means slap Oh, she slaps the shit out of her. Yeah, but it was so not like horror movie. It looked like a soap opera. Well, you don't expect that. I mean, it was. Yeah, I would never it was, expect like it was savage I'm gonna kill slapping. you, and then slapping, and then slapping again. I'm like, ah. But in a soap opera, it's typically just one slap and then dramatic pause and look back. But she was slapping. It was like if you've seen that meme of Batman slapping yes. Robin. Then that's kind of what it was like on yeah. repeat. But by a scary old woman. I did have one thing that I like, one little little detail that I realized. You remember when, like, the killer basically looking at them in the lake while they're like, when they're swimming. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you realize, but you can see a ring, a big ring. A class ring. Uh, Yeah, I saw that. I saw the ring. You see that? So that's. It looked like like a a class ring. Yeah. What is a class ring? Uh, Like people graduate from high school, and it says like what year it is. It's like this big. Stupid thing. So I, I know someone that, that wears one around. I don't understand it. So I, I could see that on his mouth, ma- like on the. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I, like, oh, I didn't. I didn't notice that that detail, but um, I even wrote it down because it was like a ring. But again, I was watching it with a different mind because I knew that Jason's mom was the killer. I'd seen the movie. And I knew. I forgot. It was yeah. so good. Well, all right. Well, then let's just talk about the. What the Can fuck moments? Can I say moments? something that I, I liked? Yeah. Well, I liked. yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, I sure. just say I, I liked the fact that she was waiting for like for Kevin Bacon and the the girl to finish having sex. She was waiting for a while. It was like a, an entire scene of them having sex, and she was waiting under the bed the entire time, which is. That's even creepier than just like to murder people. No, yeah, but I mean, it's you want to get someone when they're more vulnerable. You wait till they're done. Don't attack two people at once when you're a frail old woman. Hmm. I think she's she knew what she was doing. All right, so you talk. I guess we'll skip ahead to the part where we talk about and things that have... we liked. And, okay. Uh, okay. So things that you like. Can I say another thing? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So I did like the fact that they're. But old. I wanted to just like preface this by saying. I want to talk about things that we liked about the movie and then specifically things that we liked, like the horror part of the movie. Because I thought there were moments that were just kind of cool moments. And then, right, so then there was the what movie. the fuck moments, which is another segment entirely. But but yeah, uh, I mean, okay. it should... Go ahead. So about the movie, I did like the fact that they're all very brave. They would go outside alone. They would go back, like I don't know, to the cabin alone. It's not something that like people do usually. Like, in 2019, like, my friends, even, like, when you're getting older, you're like, can you just go with me to that? It's too dark. But I feel like in 1970, like, 1980, or 19... When did it take place? Well, the movie came place in... The movie came out in 1980. No, but when when the story happens? It just says present day. Oh, okay. So, in the present day back then, I feel like they didn't have enough horror movies, and they didn't hear enough stories horror stories so they were very brave because they didn't realize that things like things like that might happen you know what i mean because they all were super brave 
they had they had no need then they had no uh idea that they were being stalked i mean if it wasn't for the crazy guy ralph who showed up in their pantry and started ranting about how they were doomed and it was camp blood there's the death curse that and which they took with a grain of salt because he was a crazy guy that just showed up essentially in their kitchen uh yeah it was inside of them yeah i don't know i mean like all right so i liked that there were some parts in particular that uh that i thought were cool i mean in terms of the way that it was kind of a funny little like you you don't like these characters are pretty basic but uh, but you get to see them interact and have a little bit of personality from time to time playing strip monopoly and learning can that can you explain to me the rules i did not understand all right well you've never played the game monopoly right i did okay so monopoly, you know of and, course I did. okay okay well they say like if you land on someone's property you have to pay them rent with the clothes, okay, got it. Yeah, and instead you take a piece of clothes off. Okay, let's play that in the next episode. <laughs> okay. Voice only. <laughs> yeah, and community chest cannot get your clothes back. It's important <laughs> to notice. Uh, I think this was kind of an involuntary, but a little subtle coincidence, perhaps. When they're playing Strip Monopoly, they're drinking Red Stripe beer. And so far, at this point, all the uh, people who have killed... I've had a red stripe on their throat when it's been slit. Ooh. Also, effects by Tom Savini. We didn't shout him out, but he's a, a, an effects wizard that has done so many movies and, and has also appeared and acted in the movie From Dust Till Dawn. He's the guy that had uh, the gun dick in the biker bar. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen that. No more spoiler alerts. Fuck that. Uh, I like that the... No more spoiler alert, and we just said that <sighs> Jason's mom is the killer. Well, I mean, no, I'm not want to say the word spoiler alert. Everything is presumed spoiler is what I mean. Uh, I like that Annie is dropped halfway there. I mean, it's at Moravian Cemetery. Yeah. Before she uh, heads there herself. Uh, I love the character of Sandy at the diner. Just this old 50s lady in the... Uh, 1980s middle of nowhere new jersey town big glasses red hair 275 a coffee i don't know and uh i thought it was kind of cool and maybe leave a little bit out of character by this point maybe uh when there was only two counselors left and they find an axe in brenda's bed like tucked underneath it like the the person that is stalking them is finally saying hey something's up because there's a little bit of blood on the axe yeah it felt like she was like the the killer was disappointed like, they don't care about their friends like they don't realize that some of them disappear like i'm here please yeah give me attention but also i mean but they were covered, kind of about. coupled up and one of them was kind of a weirdo so they kind of moved you know something that thing. i wrote about it so basically, I wrote that it's very real the way, like in a good way, the way that they're, um, like, they're, now when you're going to watch a movie, a horror movie, people are going to try to run away, people are going to try to escape, people are going to try to fight the, the killer, but they even didn't try, which makes sense, that's like reality, basically. Like when somebody would go to someone and try to murder him or her, 
most chances that they're not going to defend themselves because they're going to they're going to be in shock. Yeah. But then in in movies now people are like trying to find accident they have a knife right next to them. So I just wrote that and then a moment after that they just got the axe. Yeah. And so... I was like, "Oh, now they can have a weapon." But they didn't they didn't take it. No, it was um the axe. The axe had something. already gone to bed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess then that leads us into the, the what the fuck moment. Like, what the fuck? And and most of my what the fuck moments are just little details. I mean, they, they turn on the generator, but then you see Kevin Bacon and his lady still using a candle. Maybe it's because it was romantic. Yeah, but, but he had also a light, a flashlight to turn it off. Yeah, well, I mean, he probably still had that for when he walked out to the generator, but I don't know why they were just wasting the candle. And then after they had sex... Wasting a candle, come on. The girl goes outside, she says she has to pee. It's raining. Just go outside the cabin. Just drop your drop your panties and pee outside. And we're then go women, back in. we don't do that. But she, like, walked, like, half a mile in of the course. rain... we don't do to that. To go sit we're not in, the, men. in the outhouse. We're not savages. It's raining. It doesn't matter. Eh, whatever. I thought that was weird. Okay, apparently it wasn't. As a woman, I don't, I didn't find it weird. All right, and then um, I think that the crazy Ralph guy—he kind of sounds like he has a Maine accent. I know there's not really a New Jersey accent, but that kind of remind me of that. All right, any uh, what the fuck moments for you? Besides um, things you've already the, the about? very long last fight, I felt like, oh, come on, just finish her. <laughs> like, she kept standing up. She even didn't make sure that she's dead. She kept, like, I don't know, like, hitting her. And like, and then the slaps, that was the thing. Like, oh, yeah. And then, like, the way that she barricaded herself in the room was kind of a what the fuck up. But she, like, ties the rope to the door and then does oh, like yeah. this weird and also pile of like chairs doors in the in the and windows and windows and i'm like and then when she goes to escape she has to take all that shit and move it out of the way anyway also i have another what a fuck moment she made tea with two cups where was the tea where are the cups they weren't like on where she put it them she put it she put them put them put them <laughs> and i thought like the hot water are gonna she's gonna use it for something like to throw on the murderer, but nope. Well, yeah, you would think, but yeah. Yeah. All right, and now the uh, other movies that it reminded you of. Yeah, so you why. said Halloween, and when you said it, I was like, all right. It did remind me, I don't know, the classics from the 80s, I guess. It reminded me like serial killer. But again, I felt like they did something that is new, that wasn't before so basically they were inspiring all the movies that i grew up with so but it was just more real like it was thing definitely about the i remember what you did the last summer how do you call it how do you say that i know what you did last summer yeah so yeah i mean it could be movies that were inspired by it yeah but like if there was bunch of teenagers or like young people getting killed by a murderer that nobody knows who is he and they're dying like one by one after one and 
But then, like in in the movies that I watched, I remember that they were like actually fighting, and nobody fought here. It felt very real, so I was like, I like that. Nobody fought. We just talked about how just the last one with slaps, and she was uh, when she tried to fight, it was yeah. ridiculous. But she got her head chopped off with the machete. At the end, it took her so many sins to get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. I th- it reminded me of a whole bunch of movies. I, I talked about Halloween, about the point of view of Michael Myers. That, that sort of starts off how Halloween is. It reminded me of Jaws in a way because you you know that someone, or in Jaws' case, something is killing people, but you'd never see it until they want you to. So it builds up all this kind of tension. And... Uh, I uh, there's one part in particular where Jason's mother busts like part of the door in to try to get into the the shining the room yeah of course yeah. the shining and then uh, that too. the mu- the music also but you know, another thing that I th- was thinking after she like broke the door she took she put her hand inside and just locked unlocked the door and I just realized that many horror movies it happens when they break something and they know exactly where the lock is. Well, I mean, the lock like, is the, normally... This is not accurate, in, in, though. In the, no, she knew that came. She used to work in the kitchen there. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Didn't it's, think about it. But sometimes it just did it, and I was like, how did he know that that's... The, like, in the first move, they know where the lock is. Like, for me, if I'm going to try to do that, I'm going to have to, like, tap on the door for, like, three minutes to find it. Like, oh, it's here, and then I'll do churn it. Like, I don't know. Uh. All right, well... So, so the shining. Yeah, the shining. That part, the the mood, the the mood music I thought was really cool, and it reminded me of Psycho, especially the parts where the music sounds. I don't know how else to put it, but it reminded stabby. me stabby. It reminded me of Stranger Things. A lot. Okay. The music. But there's no synthesizers. This was like all an orchestral music. I don't know. It did remind me some of it. Just um, so, and then there was a part when Annie goes into the diner in the beginning with her big backpack, and everyone looks at her, and they know where she's going, and they know she shouldn't be going there. That reminded me of American Werewolf in London, but that came out the following year, and that's one of my favorite movies. It's a John Landis comedy slash horror movie, and. Uh, so that, I think, maybe paid a little bit of tribute to Friday the 13th. And there's also a somewhat similar thing that happens in uh, Easy Rider, which is just being the out-of-place people in the small town. You open the restaurant and kind of... I mean, that's been done like going as far back to Westerns, but in terms of she had a big backpack, they had big backpacks in American Werewolf in London. It just reminded me of it. And it's kind of cool that maybe they took a page out of the Friday the 13th book. All right. What was your Some, favorite? Hold on. Something cool about the music that they read online. Um, they tried to make it sound like kill, 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 mom, mom, mom. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. So what was your favorite horror part of the movie? Whether it's a kill or something. I guess that would be... It seems weird to say what was your favorite kill, but 
I guess it doesn't always the have last to be. Song, when he comes behind her, like in the boat, when Jason is showing up. The baby? From mm. the... Little kid in the water. The kid, yeah. All right. Uh, mine is the mom's head getting cut off by a machete. <laughs> <laughs> it was so unreal. That was like, oh, come on. It's pretty good for... Like, a... She was so scared to do anything. She, she had like a baseball... Uh, Desperate measures. How do you call it? Baseball... She had a baseball bat. A baseball bat. And she dropped it and she kept running without it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then out of a sudden, a machete, boom, <laughs> slashing, slashing the head. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the, if it, the realism behind it. Because <laughs> you could throw a bunch of that shit out the door. Talk to my like, favorite horror part. The All effect right. was cool oh, for, yeah, the, for the budget, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you reacted pretty big to it. Uh, Alright, now, the director, Sean S. Cunningham... Pretty sure, like this is the only Friday Thirteenth movie that he directed. But I looked. I like to kind of. I'm looking at his filmography on our IMDb, and to see what the the movie he made before and after. And it looks like afterwards he made a a movie that was a horror movie called A Stranger Is Watching. That is uh, seems pretty gnarly. It, you know what? It's uh. It's, it doesn't like scream horror. I mean, it, it's a crime horror thriller, I guess is how they describe it. But it's about an 11-year-old daughter, uh, the 11-year-old daughter and girlfriend, a man whose wife has been raped and killed in front of his daughter three years earlier, are kidnapped by the same killer, held captive in a bunker below Grand Central Station. The two plot their escape while the police try to track the kidnapper. So that's kind of like more thriller than horror movie. It's a race against time. There's a kidnapping. <laughs> but the movie that he did right before Friday the 13th is a family comedy called Manny's Orphans. <laughs> And it's Manny coaches soccer for the fashionable Creighton Hall School, but is relieved of duty because he is not a good match for the school. He finds a job at a Catholic home for orphans, where he forms a new soccer team with the help of one very good player, Pepe, who turns out to be a girl. Pepe is the sister of one of the orphans. Pepe is a great soccer player today. Pepe. Oh, okay. Pepe. What major league soccer team is he on? I think he's Real on... Salt Lake. I think he's in Real Madrid or used to oh. be. Well, Pepe, the sister of one of the orphans, comes to the old boy school, posed as a boy, because her foster home was an abusive environment. Along the way, Manny has incurred a gambling debt. His creditors begin to lean on him, and the boys find out. They set up a soccer game and stake the outcome against Manny's debt. If they win, the debt will be forgiven. Ooh, I bet they won. Or the guy that he owed money to his head was chopped off at the end. But yeah, he sort of doesn't really direct that many more. This is the most recent movie he directed was in 2006 and he didn't direct anything in the nineties. A couple things in the eighties and uh, then from there. So that's what's next. Now you're going to tell me a true fact and a made-up fact. One word to describe the film. Uh, my word was just vintage. Mine was classic. 
Okay. Which I like the word vintage better. Yeah, I mean, because it's... I just felt like it had a lot of vintage, even though the genre of horror film wasn't that super established then. There'd been a, a handful of notable movies, but I felt like because of the the things that I mentioned earlier, The Shining, Psycho, Halloween, these are pretty iconic movies that were also huge hits. And so I think that the, this why it, it resonated with them. And also, like, there were so many teen movies to come from, like, the 80s. And uh, the the big hit that I the the week last excuse me the year before was was Meatballs and that was a summer camp comedy, so you were con- kind of combining Meatballs and Halloween, and so there was just a lot of like it's pretty timeless even though there was a cop at one point on a motorcycle that talks like the most stereotypical you guys all just. You got jazz cigarettes. We got you know starts like naming all these weird marijuana things, and then he has to get called away, and we never see him again. But it it's not super dated. I mean, obviously the lack of cell phones and certain haircuts or whatever. Yeah. Also, I don't know. It wasn't a scary movie. Like to be honest, I wasn't scared. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like it wasn't a, scary I movies. Also, has to, a lot to do with the environment you're watching it. You're watching yeah, it with an analytical it, brain. Yeah, we Still, like last year, we watched so many other movies, and some of them were like more thrilling or more like, oh my god, it's like surprising. This one, like, I don't know. The only thing I, th- I think that it's a, it was it used to be a movie about the effects. Like, all right, that you see like disgusting thing, like disgusting that that's scary, but. For 2019, it's not impressive. You know what I mean? If you say so. You I mean, I, I, I think that I, I'm looking at it in the historical context. I think a lot of people were scared when this movie came out. And, and but also, I don't people know, rewatch I don't know it and enjoy it. But I mean, like, camps. it's being We know scared. different camps, the Jewish people. Yes. Ooh. Scarier. But and be, it's real. <laughs> but being scared is... is so oh subjective to to what you look for in a movie. I don't know. Everyone's yeah, different. And the, the, All right. The do you want to hear facts? Yeah. So you'll give me a fact and I'll say which one is true and which one is false. Okay. So two facts. One, I forgot what, which one is real. No, okay. uh, one, the snake scene wasn't a part of the script. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. But oh, we, yeah. We, we make a prediction of if an animal dies. We both said yes. We both guessed dog. There is a dog in the movie. It doesn't die, but a snake does get chopped with a machete by a camp counselor. So, back to the snake. The the snake scene wasn't a part of the script. One of the actors... uh, One of the actors or the people in the the thing was... Had this... Had this as an idea after he had a snake at his cabin... And the snake was real, also his death. Second fact, the cast found out they have a very special neighbor in the middle of the woods, Lionel Richie, who owned a farm nearby. All right, I'm going to say the second one is real. And this is wrong. <laughs> Woo! Why would you just pick Lionel Richie? So Lou Reed Reed was their neighbor. 
Okay. It is like a, f- a real fact that Lou Reed was... All right, but you just substituted Lionel Richie? Yes, because I wanted this one to be the the fall. Okay. And the snake that was snake, real. It did look super real. And I, and I thought it, that, it, that They killed happen. him on set. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm like, what? Yeah, well, <laughs> Tom Savini, special effects. So I think that it was Tom Savini. That's why I was like, oh, I don't think it's an actor because I didn't write it word by word. But I there think was it no, was... there was no PETA, no animals were harmed during the product. So there, there was, yeah. There wasn't the... because an animal was harmed on the. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think it was Tom Savini because it said like one of the names of the people that were part of the movie. Uh, actually, most of the people stayed in the hotels. Besides, I think Tom Savini and another guy that stayed in the cabins as part of their journey or whatever. Yeah. And they had two movies that they took with them and they used to watch them like all over again and like over and over again until by today they said that they both like still remember them by heart. And they had like a snake in the, the cabin. What movies were they watching? I don't remember. Yeah. It's on IMDb. You can find oh, it. Oh, come on. You're leaving us hanging. Oh, my God. You want to know? Oh, no, you t- this is a podcast where we talk about movies, and you get this interesting fact. You can't just not say what two yeah, movies didn't they watched write over and over so, again. It's so not you writing. It, you could... Uh, it's just called leaving it up on a web page. All right. Well, in the meantime, while you look for that... Uh, I will say that if you have any suggestions you want us to watch a movie, maybe we'll do it. But we've already kind of picked over our list, and uh, all of my—I'll just—I won't give you the the full list of the the Don't movies that I picked. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying the the year. So I have uh, only picked. Uh, I go back as far as the '60s. You can probably guess what movie that is. I think it was like. Uh, granted, I didn't pick any classic monster movies, but there's a. We just saw a movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that has me thinking about this particular. Yeah, so, two it. of the picks that I have have to do with that a little bit. So, I got a bunch of movies from the 70s. Uh, I, one, got, two, I got a bunch of movies in different languages. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Not actually, in Hebrew. No. Wait, can I can I read you the the fact? It's you really got cool. it. Sure, it's yeah. more interesting than me saying how many decades. I know. Don't spoiler the the four seventies, one sixties. While while most of the cast and crew stayed uh, at local hotels during filming, uh, some of the most dedicated, including Tom Savini and Tasso and Stavrakis, uh, perfectly pronounced. <laughs> Yelgavish, try that. <laughs> Um, stated the actual campsite. They had Savini's Betamax VCR. Betamax, yeah. Betamax, I assume I can pronounce that. VCR. Yeah. And only, I'm learning. And only a couple of movies, such as Barbarella from 68 and Marathon Man from 76. Oh. On videotape to keep themselves entertained. So each night they would watch one. To this day, Savini says he can recite those movies by heart. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't seen any of those, but uh, I think I vaguely think that Barbarella takes place in space and there's some sort of attractive woman in the lead. Now, let me, let me tell you about the fact that was false, but a little right. Because the camp was closed during filming and situated... Situated? Yeah. Situated in the deep New Jersey woods, 
the cast and crew didn't see much outside interference interference uh, but it turned out they have a very famous neighbor rock star Lou Reed who owned a farm nearby yeah, that's cool what if Lionel Richie was the lead singer of the <laughs> Velvet Underground that would be a good log line did, did you know that it's a real campsite I guess yeah it's called Camp Nobi Bosco. Oh. So the budget was $550,000. Opening weekend was $5,816,321. Grossed over $39 million worldwide. All right, the scene with the snake was not in the script and was an idea from Tom Savini after an experience in his own cabin during filming. The snake in the scene was real, included, <laughs> including its on-screen death. <laughs> I think well, that's there you go. We, we have a recap ever. of the exact thing that's that you crazy. said earlier. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, that snake. Yeah. Rest in peace this episode. Please don't kill animals anymore on set. Yeah. Hollywood. So And New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, let us know if you like the show, if you want us to add a segment, if you have some ideas for that. Uh, we're going to do a segment later. We tried to do it this time, but something happened where I, I write what I think would be on the back of a VHS tape of the movie. I read them both to Yael and she guesses which one is the exact one so uh, that's going to take a little bit more work on my part so I'm going to uh, do a little bit of pre-production on that when the shows start coming out daily in <laughs> the October. The funny thing, you wanted me to do the same and I was like, hey, you're going to find out what's mine right away. Mine has accent. Yeah. And <laughs> so, Israeli got, grammar. Instead we got fun facts so you're already you're, you're beating me in that regard. Yeah. No, because I didn't do the back oh, this time. Out. What? Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Follow Yale underscore Gavish on Twitter. W A Y R F podcast on Twitter for where you really from. I am at Matt Kona. And if you like comic books, I do a podcast about Quasar called The Quantum Zone. And one about the Transformers comic books called Welcome to Cybertron, both of which are on the Capes and Lunatics Network in a monthly podcast at the Naked Show. Backstage also, at the Naked Comedy am, Showcase. I am not on Twitter. I never like I am, but I'm never there. Okay. Well I gave you the thing. You Just could you could choose to website, follow my new upcoming shows and come to see me telling jokes on stage with Israeli Wonder. Also I'm Yael Gavish every other platform sure she used to be elgavish on twitter but she had a weird thing and deleted it no you have an underscore that's the old one no this is my old one all right well that's it we're we're not gonna gonna get into an argument about a platform (laughs) that you don't use anyway so whatever burn the internet and uh so much bye-bye listening